Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You know, I never wanted a farewell tour of my own, but I'm going to put something out there and, you know, what do you know? I'm making it available and now, next thing you know, everyone's going to be kissing my feet. Oh, wait, that's not me. We'll get to that in just a moment. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Jonas Nordman, and I am very excited for today's episode. Leading in. This was going to be, oh, Sidney Curry has reopened his recruitment. Oh, Kansas has a new game on the schedule. How fun. They're going to go to New York City twice in the, in the course of a schedule, in the course of a basketball season. But no, the news dropped yesterday. This is at its heart, a college basketball show, and we're going to get right into it in just a second. Like I said, Jonas Nordman, Believe in Jayhawks basketball show, Believe Podcast Network, your number one podcast home for professionals. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? A lot of good shows out there. Every single day, I see Believe retweeting brand new shows that they have created. Uh, there's new stuff on a variety of topics with some really interesting guests. Uh, it's the NBA playoffs. It's the NHL playoffs. It's baseball season, which means there's a lot of good opportunities for good sports talk and chatting. But when it comes to college basketball, when it comes to, of course, Kansas basketball, But really, college basketball, this is the place to be. And I say college basketball as a whole because of what came down the pipeline yesterday. I'm feeling fired up. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling energetic. I'm feeling a little slap happy. Let's see where this takes us. So I was going to come on be like, oh, Joel Embiid got hurt in the NBA playoffs. No, both Morris twins are on the precipice of disaster for their two L.A. teams. Uh, who else is out there? Ben McAmore's a Laker as well. Anyone else that I'm missing? Probably. doesn't matter. You know, Kansas is going to play St. John's this year. How fun. December 2nd, the new arena on Long Island by Belmont, by where the horses race. Super cool. How fun is that? December in New York. I hear it's beautiful, especially on Long Island. And then yesterday. The news came down, and again, this is a college basketball show. I keep reiterating that, one, because I'm running out of things to say. Two, because although we focus on Kansas basketball, but without Kansas basketball, there is no college basketball. Literally, right? James Naismith, Naismith Court, the guy who invented the game. So yesterday, the news came out that Mike Krizalikowski, sorry, Shuka 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 Ski. No. Shashevsky. That's it. Mike Shashevsky, head coach, Duke Blue Devils, colloquially known as Coach K. You may be familiar, you may have heard of him before. He announced this is it. One last ride. This is my final year. And my immediate thought was. That's selfish. You want a farewell tour. <laughs> that, was, that was my first thought immediately. 
This is going to be my second thought right after that was going to be, Ugh, this basketball season is going to be unbearable. However, his final game at the Dean Dome in Chapel Hill will be pretty sweet. I will admit that. I'm cynical. I'm a hater. That'll be pretty sweet, though. His final game at North Carolina. Boy, I hope they get blown out. I wish KU was facing them with the Champions Classic. They are not. Kansas faces Michigan State this year. That's going to be, again, just nauseating. Kentucky versus Duke. His last Champions Classic at the Garden, no less. And I really hope Kansas ends Duke's run in March. I really, really hope that. Now, I'm a little bit different. The way I root for who I want Kansas to play in the tournament is kind of weird. Like, I want them to face the team that the loss, a potential loss, would hurt the least. Does that make sense? Like, I don't really want them to face a Kentucky because should they lose to Kentucky, oh, it's going to be painful. Oh, the message boards would be unbearable. That's just another notch in the historical column. USC, for me, you know, being a Southern Californian, somewhat painful. Know a few people who worked at USC. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's USC. It's a football school. They've already stopped caring. That one's not so bad. You know, maybe you know a few people that went to the school that are a little bit more boisterous and with school pride. You know, like I, I have a really good friend who went to Oregon. When Kansas lost to Oregon in 2017, that's tough. I still hear about it. That's like I wouldn't want to face Oregon regardless of matchups. Maybe it's the best matchup possible for Kansas. I don't want to face them because should they lose, oh, it's going to be annoying. And I don't usually want Kansas to face Duke in the tournament, if nothing else, because you always know a Duke fan. You know, there's always going to be something online. It's Coach, Coach K versus Bill Self, although Bill Self does tend to own Coach K recently, except for the Champions Classic two years ago, but Kansas committed 20 turnovers. doesn't count. But this year, I want it. I want Kansas. I want Duke. I don't want it to be in the Final Four because I don't want Coach K to end his career in the Final Four. I'd love for it to be in the Elite Eight again. And just squash it right there. Oh, God, that'd be amazing. Anyways, what am I going to think about when I think of Coach K's career? Will I think of the national titles? No, I won't. I definitely won't think of the 2010 one where they weren't that good of a team. Kansas should have won that national championship. They did lose to Northern Iowa. But Duke beat a Butler team. That was one miracle half-court shot away from beating Duke. I'm going to think of the NBA players. No, I'm not. Elton Brand, Jason Tatum, Grayson Allen. Well, he's barely an NBA player. J.J. Reddick's had a nice career, actually. Grant Hill and all his ankle injuries. No, I will not think of all that. All the ACC titles. No, I won't think of all that either for Coach K. What I will think of are the condescending chest taps after games with coaches and players that he has just beaten. Like a little tap on the chest, like, good job. You tried your best. Good game. Boy, you guys are really on the up and coming. Mm, you are a really good player. You didn't beat me. Good job, though. You all know what I'm talking about, too. It's the handshake. 
and the, the left hand on the chest of the opposing coach or opposing team. Just, oh, I hate saying that. And the one that really sticks out in my mind is after Oregon, speaking of the Devils, obliterated Duke in the tournament. I want to say 15, 16, something like that. It was whatever team had Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram on it for, for Duke. And Oregon destroyed them. And I think it was Dylan Brooks who hit that three-pointer at the buzzer. Game was decided. End of the shot clock situation. Who really cares, right? So you lose by 18 instead of 15. And then Coach K went up to, again, I think it was Dylan Brooks. You got an earful from Donovan Mitchell last night in the NBA. But I digress. Goes up to him, and you could see him finger-wagging. He's got his hand on his chest. It's a handshake, but you could tell he's saying, like, we don't do that. That's not how you play the game. That's disrespectful. How dare you, Dylan? That's not cool. Screw you. Don't lose by 18 or 20 or whatever it was. End of shot clock situation. It's not like they went right down the court and heaved a half-court shot. Like your teams are so respectful. Please. So think of that. I'll think of him taking breaks mid-season when his teams really aren't that good. Oh, my back hurts. Yeah, but your team's like really losing three in a row. They could kind of use you right now. Mm-mm. Don't want to deal with it. And it makes me think, you know, his team may not be shaping up to be that good next year. Not this upcoming season. They'll be fine, I'm sure. Although ESPN's way too early power rankings right now, even after all this transfer dust has settled, has Duke at around like 13-ish. Which again, for Duke, why even bother playing the season, right? (laughs) They didn't make the tournament this past season. They're on a downturn. It makes me think he doesn't want to be a, a part of it, part of a rebuild or anything. And you know why he's truly retiring this year after the season? It's because the transfer portal, Wild Wild West, and because of the NIL, the imaging licenses that are coming down the pipeline. Coach K is getting out at the precipice or at the cusp of players getting their most control and not really being used and abused like mules. (laughs) Oh, no. I can't milk these young athletes for my gain anymore or for completely 100% my gain anymore. Better get out. They have rights now. They can somewhat choose where they want to go after recruitment. Whoa. Whoa. So that's what I'm thinking about when I think back on Coach K. Yes, he's accomplished a lot. Been there a while. Turned a nothing program into national prominence. And on the, you know, the top five, the Mount Rushmore, if you will, of college basketball programs. It's a blue blood. That's the correct terminology. That's the one I should have said. (laughs) Duke is a blue blood now. All thanks to him. But that's what I'm thinking of. And you don't think he wants a farewell tour? Let me get get to this real quickly. Believe in Jayhawks basketball show. I'm Jonas Nordman. Let me know your thoughts. You know where to reach me. 
It's a very original name. You can find me pretty easily. Sometimes you have to look through what reporters say, what they tweet, and you have to remember who they're working for. You have to remember their relationships. And sometimes you just have to dig a bit, dig a bit deeper. And I found, honestly, one of the most disgusting, eh, that's probably not the best term, but certainly condescending, tweets in the midst of Coach K announcing his retirement. Jeff Goodman got the break. He's the one who announced it first. Clearly has a good relationship. Didn't put any opinions in there or anything. But, like, again, you have to think about the scheme of what's going on. He's got a good relationship. This is a college basketball guy. He had the first break. Who's he talking to? Right? And then Seth Davis came out with this tweet yesterday. Oh, my God. This was just. All right. Here's the tweet. He said yesterday. On June 2nd, after Coach K announced this would be his final year, Coach K always said, quote, Coach K always said he wouldn't have a farewell tour, but he was getting uncomfortable telling recruits he would stick around for longer than he intended. He knew this would be his last go-around, so he decided to put it out there. B.S. Seth, I hope your back doesn't break from carrying so much water for Duke. By the way, I do believe Seth Davis went to Duke. Let me just repeat the first sentence one more time. Coach K always said he wouldn't have a farewell tour, but he was getting uncomfortable telling recruits he would stick around for longer than he intended. That's nonsense. If you don't want a farewell tour, you don't announce it now. He wants it. He wants to be lathered up. He wants those video intros in Raleigh and in Chapel Hill and in Winston-Salem and Madison Square Garden. He wants the college basketball public to kiss his wingtip shoes. Uncomfortable telling recruits. Just tell them you're not going to be there anymore. So they let something slip. They're 18 years old. Big deal. No one will take their opinion seriously until you do a press release. You're still going to recruit fine. It's Duke. Uncomfortable telling recruits. That is a load. You remember that scene in Jurassic Park? Jeff Goldblum. Hilarious scene. Goes up to a huge pile of dinosaur poop. He goes, in his Jeff Goldblum Goldblum ways, (laughs) then... Now, that's a big load of crap. That's what this tweet is. Coach K always said he wouldn't have a farewell tour. If you don't want a farewell tour, hmm, if only there was a recent example of a legendary coach who truly didn't want a farewell tour, didn't get one, still retired, still got the plot, the, the, the pundits to applaud for him. Hmm, where have we seen that recently? Oh, yeah. Just a few months ago, Roy Williams, you know, the one right down the road from Durham, went through an entire basketball season, a COVID-ruined season, mind you. Not really the best way to go out, but he decided, I can't do this anymore. Probably had a pretty good inkling preseason. And he announced after his team was finished with their season, 
that he was going to retire. He got his applause. He got a few Twitter graphics. Not a big deal. If you truly don't want a farewell tour, then you don't need one. And you can announce it right after the season ends. What a bunch of BS. Don't insult us as fans. That really grounded, grinded my gears yesterday. And Seth won't come on this show. And he won't even hear this. But I hope he does. And if he truly wants to back that up, you know where to find me. I work from home. Wouldn't want a farewell tour, but he was uncomfortable telling recruits. B.S. It's the dumbest thing I've read in a long time. And I read a lot of Twitter. Like, I have a problem. <laughs> all right. Believe in Jayhawks basketball show. And to top it all off, today's press conference for Coach K, he walks in doing that stupid dance. God, this is going to be the worst season. I was excited for the season, too. Remy Martin. Jayhawks are back. Preseason top five, baby. ESPN has them only behind UCLA, who I don't believe in. So truly, top three for Kansas. You know, Baylor's coming off a national championship. Big 12 pride. UCLA, although I don't believe in them, is sort of back. And then this is going to drag it all down. Blech. So that led me to think North Carolina has a new coach. You may have heard it wasn't as much fanfare as we're going to get for coach K Duke will have a new coach. They have already announced that taking over for Mike K will be John Shire. Who's currently like the associate head coach, the lead assistant. Oh, by the way, what does that say about coach K's coaching tree that they're going to go with the guy who's been assistant coaching under Coach K this entire time. Not a lick of head man experience, though. Meanwhile, they have had Bobby Hurley at Arizona State. They've had Chris Collins, Doug's son, Doug Collins, former Bulls coach. They've had Chris Collins down there in Northwestern. They've had Steve Wojciechowski doing his thing at Marquette, stunk it up there. They've had uh, Jeff Capel, the name I couldn't remember for a second. Was at Oklahoma for a second. He was at Pitt. All of them not deemed worthy. So John Shire, who you may remember from that 2010 national championship team, point guard. I believe he played overseas in Israel for a little bit. How fun is that? But no head coaching experience. He's going to take over Duke. Keep it in the family. Keep it in the brotherhood. And then in North Carolina... Roy Williams, I'm assuming, had a lot of influence in this pick as well. They go right down the bench as well. A guy who has, has no head coaching experience in Hubert Davis. He does have TV experience, although he's been on Roy Williams' bench for a number of years now. He left ESPN a while ago. So both high-profile blue blood programs keeping it in the family, not really even doing a full-on search. I mean, everyone seemed to know it was going to be Hubert the second that Roy stepped down and John Shire was approved yesterday, immediately there was no search, which now leads me to say, boy, do I hope Kansas does not go with this same process. 
Is it more important to you as you're listening to this as a Kansas fan, which I presume you are, either that or you're just a big fan of my voice, which I get. But you as a Kansas fan, would you rather have your heart warmed looking at a familiar face there on the bench, but Kansas not really being that successful? Or would you rather grab someone from outside the Kansas sphere and then just continue being successful? Now, is there a best of both worlds? Probably. Maybe. Maybe. Not probably. Maybe. And you'd have to do some real serious vetting. You'd have to have a real process. And I say all this with the knowledge, of course, that Bill Self is technically... Like his hiring was somewhat within the Kansas family, right? Went to Oklahoma State, sure. Had never coached at Kansas technically, but he was a grad assistant. He worked at Kansas. He was under Larry Brown, right? He worked Larry Brown's summer camps. That's the whole story, right? He got hurt working for Larry Brown. He said, what can I ever do for you, Bill? Hire me after, or sorry, he was probably, but, 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 uh, hire me right after I graduate, Larry. And so he did. He was a grad assistant alongside John Calipari and other people I can't remember right now. I think Leonard Hamilton was on that staff who coaches Florida State right now. So Bill Self had some Jayhawk lineage, but he was very successful at Illinois, wasn't a direct Kansas descendant. Good hire, clearly. So what would you prefer? Obviously, the answer is, if Kansas kept it in the family, it'd be Aaron Miles. I think that's pretty clear. You know, guys like Tim Jankovic aren't really blowing up the scene. Uh, Who else is there? You know, maybe Jeremy Case gets an opportunity soon. Danny Manning didn't make it happen at Wake Forest, kind of lost his luster as a coach or as a potential Kansas Jayhawks head coaching replacement. Anyone else out there? Joe Dooley's not like a figurehead of a program, also getting up there in age. It'd be, it clearly would be Aaron Miles. The guy does have head coaching experience, not necessarily in college, but he was an assistant for Florida Gulf Coast, probably under Joe Dooley. And he's a head coach for the Santa Cruz Warriors in the G League. And since 2019... He's been a player development coach with the Golden State Warriors. So, uh, again, if they went within the family, Aaron Miles will get interviewed. Whenever that the job becomes available, it will be Aaron Miles as one of the names. And if he's the best man for the job, sick. If he interviews the best, if he has the best groundwork, I know I'm sure they'll talk to Bill about it. But I hope it's a couple weeks to month long process at the very least. I hope it's not Bill Self is retiring same day. Aaron Miles is getting hired. Like what happened with Duke yesterday. And so I'm not going to do like a, who do I hope replaces Bill Self? Cause one, I don't know when that day is going to come and you don't know who will be the up and comers in college basketball, right? Like the college basketball successful coaches, list, if you will, sort of changes year by year. Give it some time. Bill's not going anywhere. He just signed a new contract, right? 
a lifetime contract. But it got me thinking, a little bit of fun right here. Let's ease off the salt of today's episode with a little sweetness. Who are the coach, who are the former players of Bill Selfs that like you think really could be head coaches? Jokingly, maybe someone else you think actually could. Because I'm inspired with this question because I jokingly sent a tweet to our, our friend Nick Schwartz yesterday. He said, well, if you're doing this whole former hiring thing, there's only one player it could be, and it's a picture of Bill Self holding a Brady Morningstar. And I replied with a picture, actually, it's got to be someone Bill trusts implicitly and completely. And it's a picture of Bill Self and Brandon Green. <laughs> you may remember, did not necessarily use his noodle out there on the court. Great shooter. But got it. Just couldn't put it together mentally. Made bad decisions, both on and off the court. Ended up having to leave the school. So who are other players like that? I thought maybe Tyshawn Taylor, right? Another guy who didn't necessarily make the best decisions off the court. But he was a point guard, and he understands the game. Honestly, I didn't say Tyshawn in that tweet because I don't think it's the worst situation. Like it's, it's He's no worse than Brandon Green, that's for sure. You know, guys like J.R. Giddens would really cut to the heart of coaching a team. Too much? Might be too much. So let me know your thoughts. Who were the players truly you think could come back to be coaches under Bill Self? Like, don't tell me Aaron Miles. He's number one in terms of former players. It's clear. But who else? Silly, serious, otherwise, holler at your boy. But that does bring us to the conclusion of a great career and the conclusion of today's episode. Appreciate you listening. Had a good time. You know, we'll get back to the Jayhawk rah-rah next week. Fit in a little KU talk there. If you're wondering, Kansas does face Michigan State in the Champions Classic this year at the Garden. I'm sure they'll be the first game, right? Be like five Pacific, maybe a little bit earlier, actually, to get that second game between Kentucky and Duke into primetime. And I briefly mentioned it. Kansas will be playing on Long Island. It was just announced this week to face St. John's. If you're wondering why in the hell St. John's, well, one of two reasons. First and foremost, brand new arena being placed there on Long Island. Uh, The New York Islanders hockey team tried to play in Brooklyn. Didn't work. Going back home. Uh, Secondly, St. John's was a high-profile opponent to play their first game in that arena in. And then secondly... The head coach of St. John's is Mike Anderson. You remember his kind eyes as the former coach of the Missouri Tigers, the 40 minutes of hell Missouri Tigers. Had them playing pretty well before he left to go coach Arkansas, and Frank Haith came in and put them at their greatest heights in 2012 before they lost to Norfolk State. <laughs> so, yeah, Mike Anderson pre-existing relationship there between Bill Self and Mike Anderson. All right. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great weekend. I will speak with you next week. Who knows what we're going to talk about? Probably do a little bit more Jayhawks in the NBA. Maybe we'll get into, you know, the past year's roster deconstruction, taking a look at what went wrong this year, or maybe what went right for a few players. Uh, But regardless, not a lot had to have gone right if most of them are not here anymore. We'll talk about that next week. 
Thank you so much. Take care. And as always, Rock Chalk. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.